you doing, everyone? Isaac Hayes here. The Cajun conservative is back. They talk about life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Glad you decided to join me on this crazy week. You know what? On this podcast, I never thought in a million years... GameStop, yes, GameStop, one of the biggest retailers in video games would get this much publicity in the news. Now, I'm not talking about that per se tonight because the title does give it away. Take Biden's pen away, please. Now, before you jump off, now, before my my friends on the left say, wait a minute, didn't you, you, did you like Trump's executive orders when he gave his executive orders? To be honest with you, I, I I got questions on this executive order thing. Even if it is Trump, I got the question. Is it constitutional? And that's what we're going to talk about. But first, like I said, GameStop. My goodness. Listen, I've been playing video games since I was a child. <laughs> and I can hear a lot of people. Wait, you still play video games? Absolutely. I love my MLB, love my Madden. I love, I love playing um, Call of Duty and all that. I mean, I'm a big kid at heart. If you get to know me, you, you would you would understand why I'm a big kid at heart. I do take things serious, though. One, my Bible study. I do. I look at the Bible and I make sure everything is correct. And it's my politics. Because, as I said, my biblical view shapes my political view. So I have to make sure everything lines up with the word of God. But it just it just this thing with GameStop First, we had big tech trying to censor everybody and still censoring everyone. Uh, the inventor of my pillow got censored from Twitter. Uh, you know, Graham Allen said on his podcast that they don't know how long they're going to stay on Twitter and Facebook. And we just Trump totally banned from everything. So poor Trump can't even get a thought out to the to the world. And when he had a chance with Parler, huh, hey, let's shut down Parler. But. There's this whole thing with GameStop. I'm not too familiar with it. I'm not into the stock market. I thought about it, but I, I like living. Let's just say like that. I heard a lot of stories about people losing everything in the stock market. And there's some people, um, one of my fellow co-hosts of my other podcast, Brothers Just Searching, told me he invests and he made some money. So, hey, good job for him. You know, so, you know, it, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, but. The way that I'm understanding, some of these people saw GameStop and how GameStop was, um, their their stocks were real low because, unfortunately, people don't buy discs no more with their video games. The new PlayStation 5 has, I think, a 2-terabyte system in it, uh, memory. And if you know what a gigabyte is and a terabyte for all these geeks, that's a lot of space. Two terabytes, you can put a lot of games on there. Now, every game is updating, and it takes more space, so you need more memory. But um, a lot of things are going to digital. Um, the last PlayStation 5, like I said, got a two-terabyte system, but there's a system that's under under it that is things like one terabyte for you can do disc games. You either have the option of being having a disc console or just a digital console where you buy everything from the PlayStation Store. So, unfortunately, GameStop is losing trend and some of these people that were normal American people said, hey, the GameStop is stock is really down right now. I mean, really down. We can be part owners of GameStop. They went ahead and did this. And all of a sudden, 
the um, the hedge fund people say, wait, some people buying GameStop. So when they went go buy the stock, the prices went up. And these people said, well, hey, we're going to sell it. It's at a peak. It's out. And some of these people really made money, but the hedge fund people were really upset because they sold all these stocks and they lost money. Now, this whole thing is controversial about, oh, was it right? Was it wrong? Hedge fund people have been doing this for years. That's a short fall. That's what I heard. I, like I said, I haven't really dove deep into that. Some people said that a court told them people to get back their money because they stole it. And they have all this stuff going around. I don't think nothing was done wrong. But the mainstream media is saying how this is a heinous crime and how all this stuff is going on. And, folks, the it's funny what millionaires with big ties can do. Because, hey, all these hedge funds gives a lot of donations to political people and they say, hey, something happened, you better fix it. And like I said, I was not planning on going in there, but I just, I never thought that GameStop, a video game store where, t- where they sell t shirts of gaming characters and these little bobblehead things of games, and you have all these games, new used games where they, I'm be honest with you, I've traded at GameStop. They give you pennies on the dollars for your game, but when you go try to buy that same game five seconds later that you sold, they're selling it for triple the price. Uh, I remember one time I went there and I sold a game for 25 cents. I was I was down and depressed. I went a couple of days later, and that same game I sold for 25 cents was like $20. Now, I wish I had a... I didn't get into the gaming business. I'll give you 25 cents for that game. Somebody comes, how much did I get in that same game? Five minutes later, 20 bucks, man. Well, that's a good profit. $19.75 profit. Go ahead. That's, that's, that's all. It's a good business. But, hey, but all that aside, I don't know what's going on with that. I, this is stuff I heard. Uh, I heard nothing was done illegal, but we'll find out in time. It's just funny how... When somebody has a monopoly on some and somebody does something else, eh, it just it just takes it just takes us out of line. So you know, I just we just gotta wait and see. This is twenty twenty one, folks. We thought twenty twenty was bad. Twenty twenty one, my goodness, it's turning out to be a fest. I mean, a real slugfest for everything going on. Now I'm gonna talk about our great, lovable president, Joe Biden. Oh. I'm sorry. I know you probably spit water out your mouth or whatever you was drinking or you fell off the chair. But, uh, hey, he is our president. I'm going to take you through something that I was thinking about the other day. While other people in this world is thinking about um, trying to trying to find out what happened with GameStop or a lot of these people that are on the, the right that want to lead the Republican Party, but want to stay part of the Republican, uh, be part of a party. So they want to make a new third party, which thanks to Barry Martin with his show, um, he hasn't titled it, but uh, on SoundCloud, go look up Barry Martin. He talks about the third party. Great podcast, by the way. Uh, he said it's not a podcast. Um, I don't know. I, we, I'm going to have to get in touch with this man because, hey, he does a great job. If you listen to uh, his podcast where he stayed he filled in for me uh, early in the year well late last year you'd be amazed it was a great podcast but his uh his thought let's just say like his thought that he put on soundcloud talks about third party and stuff but while republicans and people want to go to another party because they want to be part of a party the patriot party or whatever there is some things that are going on that 
you're hiding. I think it's a lot of distractions. GameStop and this third party mix up with the Republican Party. It, it's a there's some things going on and you're not paying attention. People in this world are more worried about third party and GameStop. These are big stories, yes. But there's something going on right now. Biden has been president for two weeks. And if I ask half of my audience, probably wouldn't know it. Then the other half would. Um, How many executive orders did Mr. Biden sign, or President Biden signed, the two weeks that he's been in there? Look, Wednesday is going to make two weeks. Two weeks that Joe Biden's been the president of the United States. From the first day, he signed 17 executive orders, which I talked about last week in some sense. Keystone Pipeline, he took, he, he removed it. Um, he joined the Paris Climate Accord again. He has funded Planned Parenthood. All these Republicans talking about a third party, and look, he's funding Planned Parenthood. Come on, Republicans. There's some bigger fish to fry here. Don't go after the crappie. Go after the catfish. Come on. It, it just amazes me. Now, crappie's some good fish, LB. I'm sorry. But hey, I, a good catfish filet is pretty good, even with some crawfish, I'm just saying. But come on, there, there's bigger things. He plant, he funded Planned Parenthood again. That means more babies are going to die in these four years because we have a president that endorses pro-choice. And you're worried about third parties. That's what everybody's talking about. Let's start a Patriot Party. Come on, we got bigger fish to fry, like I said. But the first day that Biden was in there, he signed 17 executive orders. Can I do some comparison for you folks? Barack Obama signed four executive orders on his first day. And everybody's going to say, what about Trump? What about Trump? Trump signed six. Six executive orders on his first day. Biden signed 17, more than double of what Trump did and more than double what Obama did. You know, and I, I think he's giving a run for his money. The, the, the only president that signed more executive orders in, in the history of presidents were Franklin D. Roosevelt. Now, Franklin D. Roosevelt did a lot of those because he had a four-term presidency because of World War II and, um, and because term limits weren't there for presidents at the time. I think he signed like 9,000 executive orders. Biden's on track. I heard someone say the other day that the average, the, the president that signs average executive orders in a month with all the presidents before Biden was 36. You know, Biden signed 40 executive orders that I'm aware of right now. And I, he probably signed more. But over 40 executive orders, folks. Do you know what the executive orders are for? No, nobody does. <laughs> I don't even think Biden does. I heard of that had a video out there. Biden looked at one of the executive orders and said, I, I don't know what this one's for. And you heard across the room, sign it anyway. That could have been given Dolphins citizenship and he wouldn't known it. I, I'll be honest with you folks. I believe Biden is a puppet, a puppet for something greater. They, 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 they're using him. To get all this stuff done. But it raised the question when I started thinking about these executive orders. Is it constitutional? 
does the Constitution does the Constitutional say the Constitution say the president can sign executive orders? I'm doing my research this weekend for this podcast. I found out that the term executive order is not in the Constitution. Now, before you start jumping up and down for joy, remember that they, they do this and it, 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 they even if it wasn't in the Constitution, they still would do it because they, they just don't agree with the Constitution. The closest thing that some scholars have said is an Article 2, I think Clause 1, where it says that the president has the right to do an order, and I'm not quoting verse for verse and line by line, but in in a in a Cajun sense, it says that the president has the right to make an order, to help fulfill a law, or to do an order. That's where that executive order comes from. When they did it, is did it say was well, executive order become because it comes from the executive branch. The term executive order is nowhere in the Constitution. Now, but it's funny though because the executive order has to fulfill, help fulfill the law. Or, you know, give some orders or something like that. Now, George Washington was one of the greatest presidents. He was the first president of these great United States. And he went ahead. His first executive order was to tell the people how to put things in the White House. Now, compare that to now. It's funny. It, it just it's, it's funny how it's changed, okay? Some of the greatest executive orders I'm bringing you through a little bit of history. And I didn't know that until studying. I thought this was passed through Congress and everything like that, but it wasn't. The Emancipation Proclamation that was signed by Abraham Lincoln that was not passed through Congress or the Senate. It was passed by executive order. Abraham Lincoln signed an executive order to go ahead and free the slaves. Now, by the way, that was a Republican, by the way. Excuse me. Also, Teddy Roosevelt, I believe, signed an executive order to make the state parks. Also, on another executive order, which was not good, in my opinion, was Franklin D. Roosevelt signing it to get German and uh, Japanese Americans into these camps, these Entitlement camps, I believe it was called, or something like that. We didn't call them concentration camps, but we called them entitlement camps or some of that nature. That was very controversial, by the way. And by the way, that was a Democrat. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you party law. I'm giving you history. You know, P.A., hey, that's what a lot of people show me the facts. Well, I'm showing you the facts here, and a lot of people are going to tell me, oh, we don't believe you. Go look it up yourself. So th- there's some examples of executive orders, how they changed history, how they shaped history. For this great country that we're living in. But if we go look at some of um, Biden's executive orders. I'm going to use, for example, the so-called 100-day mask mandate. Biden went ahead and he went all over this great country saying, in the first 100 days, I will make Americans wear masks. I laughed. Because he can't make people wear masks. Do I tell people not to wear masks? Look, I went to a good friend's funeral the other day. Walked to the church and the church sacks, please wear a mask. You know what I did? I put on a mask. They act nicely, I guess you could say. But I'm not going to put on a mask because the government tells me I have to. 
Like I said, the church acts nicely, and I, I wanted to respect the people that were there. But come on, tell the government saying you shall wear a mask. The government cannot tell you how to do anything. Yes, they can pass laws and regulations and everything, but Biden himself said he can't make people wear a mask after he signed the executive order. He said this is for federal buildings. I had friends and family this weekend saying, oh, watch out for Tuesday. We're going to have to wear a mask. We're going to have to wear a mask. And I asked him, why do you think he had to have to wear a mask? Because govern, the governor of Louisiana, John Bell, said, and because the president signed that executive order. No, he signed it for federal buildings. Same thing with John Bell Edwards. You know, I heard today, and this is a guy that works in government. So I guess he's a real reliable source. Do you know in the state of Louisiana, it's against the law to walk down the street with a mask? It's 2020 or 2021 now, but this pandemic, um, that, that law didn't get passed by the house of representatives, didn't get passed by the Senate of Louisiana. And definitely John Bell was didn't sign to revoke that law. He signed a mandate to put on a mask. So they took one law, scrapped it, threw it away. Hey, ignore that. Don't enforce that one, but let's enforce a mask mandate for people not to get sick with COVID. That's a whole different, but the, the executive orders, and that's what I'm, that's where it comes to. The, an executive order, and I found that out, it's not a law. It is treated as a law, but it's not a law. So, you know, the now, on federal lands, hey, Biden can tell him, hey, y'all wear a mask. He's like the boss over there. He can do that. It's like my boss asking me to do something at work that helps the company. But when I'm coming down, sit down on my recliner and watching TV, you know, last week after church, I watched some Godzilla this weekend. Boy, that was fun. Let's put politics aside and I watched Godzilla. Woo! Uh, but I went ahead and I'm sitting on my recliner watching the TV. My boss opens the door, uh, knocks on the door and says, hey, I'm telling you to do this. And it's on my off time. No, this is my property in my land. You know, I'm using that as an example, folks. Biden could tell people on federal lands to do whatever they want, do, do whatever he wants. It's federal land. He basically owns that property. But as for telling the whole United States, hey, you better put on a mask. And look, LBI, did you hear that? This is not one mask no more. It's two. Dr. Fauci said, hey, to stop the virus, we need to wear two. Really? I, I, heard, I heard a guy say the other day, he said, listen, if you could pass gas and it goes through your, your pants, your underwear, and up up in the air and through your nose, through the mask, you really think it's going to stop a virus? I apologize for all. I just thought that was funny. You know, but so two masks. Hey, let's wear two masks. Hey, I saw a meme the other day. Let's put the whole box on you. The box and the mask all inside. Let's just put the whole box on us. Might stop us. Back to executive orders. I'm sorry, I went chasing rabbits. But these executive orders are not laws. Now, I heard someone say the other day, only a two-third Congress and a House and Senate can override an executive order. That is further from the truth than anybody. That is one way. And I'm tired of hearing the media talk about that. There's no, there's... There's only one way to get rid of the executive orders if they wanted to get rid of. And the Democrats have power in the House and the Senate. But folks, do you know that a judge, which is happening now with the uh, with the bans on oil fields. 
Biden went ahead and said, hey, I'm pausing all that. Texas said, no, you're not. They sued him, went to a judge, and the judge said, we're holding a block on that executive order. And people are griping, that's unconstitutional. No, it's not. Because, excuse me while I get a drink of water. Because a federal judge can block an executive order if he deems it unconstitutional. Because you see, folks, that's the thing. And that's what a lot of Americans are not acting by deciding, oh, well, even our precious senators and congressmen of this great state, he signed an executive order. What can we do? Get a federal judge to say it's unconstitutional. We have a a piece of paper that's sitting in the Capitol right now called the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution that gives us freedoms. Oh, we're not going to do it, though. We're not going to do nothing. We don't want to be we don't want to be undemocratic. We don't want to we don't want to stop the flow. Our politicians and I've been saying this is taking the Constitution and figuratively ripping it. Day by day. And these executive orders, they're not orders. They are laws that Biden's trying to pass to save Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's skin. Because you see, it's not going through that. And while they're doing these executive orders, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi's trying to get rid of the the fight, uh, the filibuster. The only thing that we have to fight these left-wing nuts. And they want to get rid of it. I'm sorry I'm raising my voice. It just makes me angry how these Democrats are working together to, to bring down our economy and bring down our system of government. There is a video out there. And look, y'all fact checkers, y'all can fact check me, but there is a video out there of Biden saying that him signing, exec- he cannot be a dictator by signing executive orders. So he's admitting by if a president signs executive orders to pass laws, he's acting as a dictator. 40 executive orders in the first two weeks. And I just touched the base. You know what Biden's excuse is for giving all these executive orders? Well, Trump did hurt our nation so bad that this could not wait for Congress. This could not wait for the Senate. We have to get it done now, really, by breaking the Constitution. Biden is not a king. He's a president. The only paper that should go in front of Biden's desk is when a law is passed by Congress and passed by the Senate. What a House of Representatives, Congress, and Senate, and the House together. It just amazes me, folks. It amazes me that I see this happening to this great country of ours. Now, look, there is some executive orders that I disagree with, but Biden had perfect right to sign it out. The Keystone Pipeline, I disagree with his signing out of way. That was helping our country and gave us thousands of jobs. But by a stroke of a pen, he quit it. It was off. It, the, the pipeline done. Oh, oh, he did that. He shouldn't have done it. No, he shouldn't have done it, but he had perfect right to. Because that was not a law. That was a permit dedicated by Trump. So he can override that. The Paris Climate Court was done by executive order. He can go ahead and do that. But to come on and say, hey, y'all people, y'all have to accept men and women bathrooms.
because that man is identifying as a woman. Excuse me. That's a law to tell them to do that. Now, business owners, I don't know if you're a business owner. Listen to this. I wouldn't abide by that because Biden does not make laws. The House of Representatives and the Senate makes laws. The only the president could do is veto it or sign it. And even that, we saw with President Trump that he didn't want to pass the defense bill. The Senate and the House retook it up and overrided his veto. So that gives power to the people of these great United States. But what do we what do our congressmen and women do? And I'm calling them all out, Republican and Democrat. They sit on their hands and they say, huh, we can't do nothing. It's an executive order. Lazy lawmakers we have that's not fighting for this great. And look, all them judges that Trump put there and you think, well, uh, at least we got the judges. Only one judge, one judge stopped one executive order out of 40. Come on. Makes me sick at this nation. I'll be right back. For delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast, fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. Then you touch me with your hand You made me understand Hold on to the light How you doing everybody? Welcome back to the Cajun Conservative Show I'm Isaac Hayes, the Cajun Conservative Oh <sighs> I had to take a break, folks. I'm sorry. I had to take a break. When I start talking about these crazy 535 people that are sitting in Washington trying to help this this nation, and they do everything to hurt it. You know, today, I was getting just thinking about this podcast and what I was going to do and what I was going to say. The executive orders. You know what's funny? Biden is saying me signing these executive orders is helping the American people. Yes, it is. I believe it was 70,000 jobs that are lost by him freezing the Gulf Shore and drilling of federal lands. Also, the Keystone Pipeline. Loss. Excuse me. Loss. Jobs. And when they ask him, what are you going to do for the people that lost all these jobs, Mr. Biden? Please tell us, great one. And he says, oh, don't worry. These jobs are going to come back when we started implementing the Green New Deal. He didn't say the new Green New Deal, but he, that's what he's pointing to. The Green New Deal or these environmental jobs where we're going to give thousands of these people jobs back and they're going to have a way better pay. Really? When these jobs are coming, oh, grade one? In 15 years. I don't know about you, but if I lose my job, I got to go get another one. And fast. But that's okay. They want you to rely on the government anyway. That's called socialism. Hey, according to AOC, hey, 
Let's give them a check. A co- the country's been so bad to people, we're just going to give them a check every month. Oh, that's a good idea. Where are they getting that money from? It's tax season, folks. That's where they get the money from. From private-owned businesses and people like me that work 10 hours a day to supply for my family and also pay the government's bills, of course. That is the middle class. <sighs> this next topic I'm going to be talking about, I'm off of that, off of the executive orders. It just makes my blood boil. <laughs> Somebody told me that day, man, I'm glad you're passionate on the show. I'm not passionate. I'm angry. <laughs> it's I'm seeing our country, you know, by the stroke of a pen, freedom's being lifted away. And censorship on the rise. We don't have Trump in there no more. So we can do what we've been wanting to do. The Twitter, the the, the, the CEO nut that runs Twitter said Trump was the first one. We got plenty more profiles to go around. Look, I got a Twitter. Isaac Hayes is 21. Isaac Hayes 21 at uh, the Twitter. I have a Facebook page. I got all that. I don't know how long I'm going to be on it, but I got him. But it's funny how they censoring. I heard someone say that they, that, but from the, uh, from the top from November, I think November 3rd to no, from when they uh, started campaigning to when Trump got banned off Twitter, they, they flagged 400 and I think 60 something posters from Donald Trump. Biden got a nest egg zero, none. And like, I think it was Graham Allen. I heard say that he said, don't you tell me that Biden lied a little bit on them posts? Everything was truth, according to the fact checkers of Twitter and Facebook. Huh? It's funny how conservatives always get fact checked. I've got fact checked. It's funny how it's always conservatives. And it's always liberals fact checking the conservatives. Facebook, please hire somebody that's a conservative to fact check the left. Oh, it's not in their budget. Okay, it's not in their budget. I'm sorry. But you can hire two newspapers to fact check. Two left newspapers to fact check where nobody heard of them. I never I never heard of them, them newspapers that they hired to fact check people. All right, on my next subject. I'm going to talk about this kangaroo court that's happening next week. You might be asking, what kangaroo court? Well, the kangaroo court where they're trying to impeach Donald Trump. And they're trying to get him out of office again. I thought he was already out of office, but. And I, the reason I'm calling it a kangaroo court. Because it's all set up. I'm sorry. It's set up. But Rand Paul. I, I didn't have time to set up the sound bites. But boy, if Rand Paul could ever run for president. I encourage him to do it. Hey, Rand Paul for president and Ted Cruz as vice president. The Democrats' worst nightmare. They thought Trump was bad. <laughs> I hate to see that combo. Um, but, hey, look, that's 2024. We got 2021 to worry about. But um, Rand Paul went on the Senate floor the other day when they s- swore all the senators as jurors. Even the one that's overseeing the proceedings, uh, overseeing the proceedings of this kangaroo trial. This phony impeachment. Now, I'll point it back to history. I think I talked about it a little bit last week, but we had some new developments happen, so I have to bring up the updates. But um, 
um, oh, I forgot the senator's name. Uh, Lop, Lofty, Lefty, something like that is proceeding the um the 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 Senate trial, but he got to make a vote on the Senate floor when to convict Trump. I never heard of a judge ever saying, "All right, jury, time to reach a verdict." And when they go up and they step, the judge goes and walk in with them. I never saw that. If somebody has, please, please send me the video. Please send me the picture. Please send me something to prove that. But I never seen a judge say, jury, go into the chambers. Uh, sir, we only 11. That's okay. I'm the 12th juror. I'm going to go in and talk with y'all. I never heard of that. But in the Senate, it's normal. But as I said, Rand Paul, they, they swore in everybody, and Rand Paul pushed for a motion to call this thing unconstitutional. Now, if you go listen to the speech, Rand Paul was talking about how this is unconstitutional, how it's for a sitting president. It's not for private citizens. A private citizen cannot be impeached. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, elaborate on that a little bit because Donald Trump is the former president of the United States. President, Former President Trump said his main goal is to win the House and the Senate back in 2022. God help him. That's all I'm going to say. Donald Trump is the former president, which makes him now, he does not hold no office. He is a private citizen. A private citizen, folks. He cannot be impeached. I'm sorry, liberals. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but he cannot be impeached. Because he's not the president no more. Then Ryan Paul started talking about inciting violence. He said, if y'all want to blame Trump for saying peacefully and uh, make your voices heard at the Capitol, you would have to put Bernie Sanders in jail. Because, look, our own congressman, Steve Scalise, was helping coach... A constitu- uh, congressional baseball game. That's every year where they get together, and the, the, the Democrats and the Republicans play uh, play a baseball game, and hey, they have all fun. I, I don't disagree with that. Hey, congressmen have they? If I had that job where I had had to um, think all the time like that, uh, I, I would say, look, give me a jersey, give me a bat, give me a ball, give me a glove. I'm gonna go play some baseball. But the guy that. Sh- and in this baseball field, those was playing, and all of a sudden, an active shooter shot Steve Scalise, almost killed him. You know what his motive was? Bernie Sanders. And Rand Paul goes ahead and quotes that. He also talks about Maxine Waters saying, if you see some Trump officials or some Trump cabinet members in a restaurant or in a store or something like that, go and harass them. Go and tell them we're taking back our country and go, go give them hell. What about Kamala Harris? And Rand Paul asked this question. You go listen to the speech. Rand Paul asked, Kamala Harris said, I'm going to post bail for the people that riot all over this country. Aren't these people inciting violence? But like Rand Paul said, no, not one Republican said, hey, let's impeach these people. They're inciting violence. Oh, but the Democrat Party and some few rhinos said, mm-hmm, yep. 
he incited a, vi- a riot and he wanted to take over the Capitol to stay president. Yep, we got to impeach him. Look, when they did the uh, impeachment process the week before he was getting out of office, they didn't do nothing that was called for in the House. Before an impeachment, you have to have House committee meetings. You have to have lawyers. You have to have people cross-examination. You got to have witnesses. Nope, none of that. All those congressmen got together. The 200 and whatever voted for the for him to be impeached. I think it was 237. All of them got together and said, we don't need no facts. We don't need to hear no witnesses. Heck, we don't even need to hear what the president said. We're going to impeach him. So bypass all the laws. That should make it unconstitutional right there. I never heard of innocent and you got to, it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until proven innocent. But they sent it to the Senate. And guess what? Trump's not in office no more. So Rand Paul asked for a motion. That's the whole thing. I brought out a little bit of his speech. He asked, is this constitution? He said, I'm putting the senators to the test. I'm putting them to the test and I'm going to go ahead and see if y'all senators think that is constitutional. Can I tell you the count? It was 55, 45. What? Yes, 55-45. And let me go ahead and look. I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Because there was five Republicans. Well, rhinos. Five rhinos. That went ahead and voted with these people. I'm trying to find their names. I maybe did. uh, I know one. It was Mitt Romney. Ben Sass. Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, and one more Republican. And I'm trying to find it right now. Uh, LB, can you help me look up that? uh, Five Republicans that voted with the Democrats. Let's see if we can find that last name. But anyway, five Republicans voted that it was constitutional. 45 of these Republicans voted that it was unconstitutional. So people made big noise that of the day of the vote, which was last week. Oh, this proves that Trump won't get convicted. Well, I hate to shock you folks. And I'm from the great state of Louisiana. I like one of my senators. I bet y'all screaming his name right now if you're from Louisiana. John Kennedy. John Kennedy. John Kennedy. So, but Bill Cassidy. Now, this is the ironic. And I, I think there's a lot of Republicans like this. When asked for Bill Cassidy, you voted that it was unconstitutional. Yes, I believe it's unconstitutional. Will you go ahead and vote for it again? Uh, vote to convict him? Well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to. I'm going to listen to all the evidence, and then I'm going to go ahead and make my decision. Wait a minute, Bill. Wait a minute. You're telling me you believe that this is unconstitutional. You have a vote now that proves that you say it's unconstitutional, but you're going to go ahead and say, I'm going to vote. I'm going to think about my vote anyway. Really? So they don't care about the constitution. Did you find that last name for me? LB? It's, it's, it's running slow. It was another Republican. You can find it somewhere, but 
it, it amazes me, folks, that the that senators like Bill Cassidy says it's unconstitutional. He believes it's unconstitutional, but he's going to wait to hear the evidence. Now, me personally, now I'm not in elected office. I'm not in any political uh, party affiliation, whatever. I'm a Republican. Blech. I had to say that. I'm sorry. I, I disagree so much with the Republican Party right now. And there's a lot of friends telling me, stay in it, stay in it. I'm trying. I really am. But it's just, eh. Uh, anyway, these Republicans, you know, if I'm if I'm an elected official and I think, wow, this is unconstitutional, I'm going to sit through all this process and I'm going to vote no. You're not going to hear the evidence? Nope. Why? It's unconstitutional what we're doing. Why even have the trial? It's unconstitutional, but 50 were Democrats with five rhinos, which I called majority of them out, said it is constitutional. We're going to go ahead and continue having to vote. No Judge Roberts. Rand Paul asked that question. Where's Judge Roberts? Judge Roberts said, I ain't going. You know why? Judge Roberts knows this is a coup. He knows it is only to stop Trump, and he's saying I ain't going to this unconstitutional process. But we got a Democrat from Vermont. Leahy. That's it is. Senator Leahy. Sitting on that bench. Acting like a judge. Because he's a lawyer. And he holds his constitutional oath of office very seriously. He's going to listen to all the evidence. Do you really think Democrat Senator Leahy. From Vermont is really going to on that judge stand and say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bipartisan on this issue. I'm going to listen to both evidence, and Trump might not be guilty. We might be thinking, no, you know what he's going up and then say, well, I can't wait to say, he's convicted, boom, pass the gavel. He's not going to hear no evidence. He's going to look like, look like a, a, a statue up there falling asleep most probably. Folks, this is a kangaroo trial. The Democrats have set it in place. They're the judge, they're the jury, and they want to be the executioner. But Rand Paul had it right. This is unconstitutional. That's why I call this like this. It's a kangaroo trial, folks. Now, I honestly don't think that Trump's going to be convicted. Can I tell you, and I, I probably told you this already, but just to reiterate, reiterate what I'm saying. The reason they do not want Trump, they want to convict Trump, is to stop him from running again. They're so scared of this man. This man is not in office no more, and they're still trying to find ways to, to tell him, hey, you're not going to run no more. Hey, you put a damper in our... You put a damper in our sewage alone. Leave it alone. You're not being part of this no more. And we're going to destroy you. Honestly, I think that's why he hasn't went back to New York. You know, Trump never went back to New York, no. Because he knows if he goes to New York, them phony leftist judges are going to say, hey, we got to put you in jail. Which would be stupid. Because the tradition in this country is you don't put former presidents in jail because it's a political hold on people. But what am I saying? 
the Democrats, they 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 moved the bar so back. You know, I was thinking about that and using football analogies. The Democrats are like this. You go to the end of a football game and the score is 30-30. Or they, the team score a touchdown and the score is 30-30. No, correction. Uh, I'm messing it up. 31-30. And a field goal ties it. An extra point field goal ties the game to send it into overtime. Right before the kick, you have the coach on the side that's about to kick the field goal. Timeout! Timeout! They call a timeout. The ref goes to the side of there and says, Hey, man, I just got off the phone with the commissioner, and the commissioner made an executive order. An extra point is it's not no longer an extra point. It's a two extra point. And if you go for two, it's for three points. And the ref looks at him and goes, Really? Oh, okay. Runs out, and they change the rules. And and the, the opposing team's like, Wait, what? When, when did this happen? Five minutes ago. Yep, they changed the rules. The next year they go around, and it's the same scenario. But a little different. The score is whatever the score is, and they go to 30, 30 to 32, uh, yeah, 30 to 31. Or it's down by two, whatever. And the opposing team of the last year has a chance to win the game. They're about to kick a field goal. They kick the field goal, they win. Yay! The ref comes, beep, 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 beep. Hold on, hold on, it's only a point. It's only a point. Wait, what? So we lose? That's how the Democrats are doing. They're they're changing rules, and when the Republicans come to use them same rules, the Democrats get upset. Oh, that's not fair. That's not in the that's not in the rules. When they change the rules themselves. And that's what they're doing right now with this impeachment. They're telling people, hey, we set this up. Don't go play by our rules and don't mess us up. That's what this kangaroo's trial is about. It's about telling Trump, hey, you messed up my, you messed up our waters. And we don't want you back. And you better not do anything or we're going to put you in jail. And I believe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to convict Trump, humiliate Trump. But guess what, folks? The support for Trump is strong. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with all this. I don't think he's going to get convicted. But the trial, so-called kangaroo trial starts next week. So we're going to see what happens. Guys, it's been a pleasure being with you today as we go ahead and exit out of this. I'm going to tell you as every time, I don't trust man. I don't trust organizations. There's only one I put my faith in. And as the man, Jesus Christ, he's king of kings, he's lord of lords, will never be outvoted, never be dethroned, and no, he would not be impeached. That's why I put my faith in him and no one else. Until next week, we pray that you have a good and blessed week. Keep us in prayers. We keep you in prayers. Pray for this nation. God bless. Bye-bye.